Welcome to the Lifestyle Design Podcast. I'm your host, Koya Webb, and I'm here to empower you to create a life that's in alignment with your purpose. You will enjoy solo episodes, expert interviews, and community sessions that inspire you to never give up on your dream. Remember, you are the producer and main character of your life, and it's up to you to live it intentionally. Welcome to this episode where I got my girls, Ashley and Shanae. Y'all, we are going to talk about how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I've taken questions from the community. These ladies are here to answer your questions. And I'm so excited because this has been the most requested episode. So y'all, let's get into it. How to succeed as a wellness entrepreneur. I think I want to start with what has been the biggest challenge. And I'll start with you, Ashley. What has been the biggest challenge when it comes to being an entrepreneur? For me, I would say... The biggest challenge is the level of discipline that Mm -hmm. it takes and the level of when I say discipline, discipline and understanding that there's going to be like highs and lows and where the money comes in. Right. So being disciplined and budgeting and the way you spend and understanding biggest challenge for me. I'm learning and I've gotten so much better at it. But the first few years it was definitely discouraging sometimes because it's like, oh, my God, I just made all this. And then it's like crickets for a month or something. <laughs> and it's like, what's going on? But because I know what I'm doing is my calling and my mission, yeah. I would do it for free anyway. It helps. So, yeah, that would be the biggest challenge. Sure. I love that because I definitely went through years where I'm like just making it and spending, making it and yeah. spending. I wasn't really aware of budgeting or of you know any limits it's like if I have it I have it if I don't know I'm glad that I got really smart on how to use a credit card because Mm -hmm. I didn't really spend what I didn't have that was a good thing that I learned but I definitely spent all that I made and I wasn't necessarily saving (laughs) in the beginning what about you Shanae yeah I would agree with the discipline and Going from a one woman show mentality to CEO mentality, Mm. because there's so many times that I get booked for me as a talent. But then I have to think of I have a studio now I have independent contractors have to manage payroll. So this may be a contract that paid me. However, I need to make sure it's supporting the business as a whole. So that mindset and I still like backslide every now and then but I'm right like, now you have a business yeah. not just you moving and that changed like my bookkeeping my financial reviews how I look at spending even in you get a contract with a client say for three months mm-hmm. back in the day as an independent contractor I'm like I'm spending it right now right now it's like okay we have to stretch this over the budget yeah. what are we doing for equipment what are we doing for certification yeah. so yeah. that's my biggest challenge or was I'm working within it now, but that that mindset, I am a CEO, not a one woman show. And then leaning on the community when Mm. I need assistance. I love that. I am a CEO, not a one woman woman show. show. We're going to have to put that on the (laughs) tagline. Really? Yes. Seriously. Because I think, you know, the biggest thing that you said, I love that you said, like thinking about everyone, because one of the things when you have a team is like people don't understand. I remember. I just kept hiring my students. I was happy I can give everybody a job. And then I was like, but wait a minute. You have to keep making enough to pay everybody. And now everybody's looking for their full, like, life and well-being from what you're making. So not only is it not you, but you're responsible for other people and other people's family. 
And that is like a big burden to bear, especially when you love your team and you know your people. You also know their challenges. I agree. It becomes very heavy when you go from, you know, solo entrepreneurship to being a CEO, when you go from first incorporate and things like that. Yeah. That is oh, that is a big challenge that I really don't talk about a lot, yeah. but it's a huge challenge. Just finding other women on the same journey and saying, hey, I need assistance or hiring assistance. I've had so many. I was paying them like top because I'm like, I want you to feel good about working for me. But then I was getting the short end of the stick. Right. You know, and it's it's interesting because you care, but you do have to have a bit of that harshness like this is business. Yeah. I can't think about their bills. I have to be fair and consistent and think about the big picture. So it's it's a balancing act. Yeah. One tool that helped me out the most, even though my business isn't that big, like it's the same like system big like companies use, but it's the EOS system, uh, the entrepreneur operating system. Okay. And that really helped me as a visionary know, okay, you need an integrator, you need someone mm-hmm. to help you run your team. And you need to have everybody on the same page. And it helped us set up Asana appropriately so everyone yes. knows their task and Asana what they're doing. Is excellent. That really saved me. And I feel like that's why this is so important because yeah. a lot of people, they don't know about these tools and hacks out there that can really help you if you're just starting out as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Also, I always consider myself a fitness artist. Mm-hmm. So I'm very creative. And in the moment, I know before we start, we're talking about like ideas are coming. I want to create something. And then I'm forgetting of the tools and the tasks. So I'd mm-hmm. rather be in the artistic part mm-hmm. versus the business side. Right. And that's a very tough part for me because I'm used to performing, yet I'm like, you have to do it all now. So it's I hopefully that makes sense. I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> As a healing artist, it's like when the work and it's like, oh. I have to do the all the business side of the thing has definitely been like this tug of war and this push and pull of yeah. like, okay, I need to send these emails out. I have to do yeah. the admin. I have to do all of that. And really, I just want to show up yeah. and do the Literally. healing work, <laughs> do the singing, do all the things and yeah. leave. But yeah, so the balance of that. And I really love what you said about I am a CEO, not a one woman show, because I'm transitioning out of one woman show, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm still learning the CEO path. So everything you said really helped me. Yeah. Thank you. We are in alignment. alignment. (laughs) Speaking of alignment, Mm -hmm. like I think the biggest thing that I learned is that the more I can stay in alignment, Mm. the less pain that I experience. Yeah. Because I mean, I've done everything like stage left, play lingerie, basketball. <laughs> I've had my acting that I was doing for a little while when I was like, I like, you know, I like yeah. being in feature films. I love mm-hmm. acting, but I knew I didn't want to be a working actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew I just have a passion for like producing and yeah. acting, but that's different than being a working actress yeah. and going yeah. for auditions. But mm-hmm. I had to learn that about myself. So what are some of the things that you've done that's been like out of alignment and you realize it after the fact? Hmm. (laughs) I worked for a relay. So basically you, for those who are hearing impaired and or deaf, you would either read what the hearing person or speaking person was sending, Mm -hmm. or I would speak what the person was typing. So was not at all anything to do with fitness, wellness or spiritual healing. However, I did it for myself to pull away from the world for a moment. 
And it actually helped me because kind of like through that silence of helping others, I was able to think I could read during that time, but I was inside all day. And for me, I need sunshine. I was working third shift. I had just had my little boy. So it was just a very um, growing point. I may not have said that. It was a a point of discovery of life as a mom shifting. I had gone back home to Ohio Mm -hmm. for a little while. But in hindsight, it was like, wow, I'm able to help people like people were depending on that. I didn't even realize people still use those devices like they're typing messages to someone who can hear and you were key. So I was still making a difference for people, mm-hmm. but it wasn't part of my profession. Yeah. Right. And no one really knew I was yeah. doing it. So don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it was helping people. I worked as a behavioral therapist. So I worked okay. in ABA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I substitute. Um, I was a substitute teacher. So I've always been really empathetic. I'm really good with people. I'm really yeah. good with children. So being in the homes, helping um, families with children that are on the spectrum, mm-hmm. Or have any type of disabilities, it was so easy for me because I'm a healer. However, when I had to transition to do, when I was doing it in the schools, I was miserable because Mm -hmm. I could feel the energy of the teachers, the energy of the families, the energy of everything. And I didn't necessarily know at the time, like what to do with all of that and to know that I couldn't save everyone. Um, So it was like extremely overwhelming for me because you're, I was like in a box, like Mm -hmm. I could only do so much. And I remember, like, I would go on on my breaks in the car and just cry. Like, it would just be so hard. Like, the conversations that the teachers would sometimes have about the kids or about the parents. Especially being in the special education type of classes. Like, it was like, these kids have feelings and they can hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? It was like, it felt in alignment because I was making a difference. I was helping families. I was helping others. But it wasn't in the way that I was called to do it at all because it was draining me. It was pulling from me. I actually, my last like time working in that field was literally right before, like I think the pandemic happened in March where all the kids had to come out of school. Mm -hmm. And I was like out of there. And I remember they tried to get me to come (laughs) back. I was like, I had already started my business by then. I said, oh no, 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 I'm not coming back. So yeah, that would be that for me. But other than that, I feel like everything I have done has been, in alignment, yeah. for sure. I love that you spoke about that because, like, being an empathic entrepreneur is yeah. like a whole nother yeah. conversation. You may have to do a whole nother podcast yeah. Yes. on. Yeah. But I think it's so important to know that, like, when you're in these big places and you're bringing in all this energy as an empath, it's challenging mm-hmm. and it's challenging to do your best work. Mm-hmm. I know I experienced that when I shadowed mm-hmm. like a nurse and I realized, like, I'm feeling way too much in a hospital. So even though I want to help people, I'm going to have to go on the preventative side because I'm feeling Mm -hmm. way too much and want to do healing work because Mm -hmm. that's naturally what comes out of me. Right. And in this way, it's overwhelming. Yeah. You know, it's overwhelming to me. So I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people don't know, like, why can I do this? Or they might force themselves to Mm -hmm. do it. When really it's just not in alignment, in alignment because yeah. of your level of sensitivity mm-hmm. is higher. Yeah. Um, whereas somebody that's not as sensitive, they can probably thrive yeah. in that yep. kind of job because they're like they can separate right. their emotions mm-hmm. and their gifts and talents from their work. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, I really had to learn uh, different tools and crystals that I could carry that like thermaline and things like that to where I could observe but not absorb yeah. what was going on. Like I. I really learned a lot about how to manage my own energy. And so now working, being a so um, a spiritual preneur, <laughs> in a sense, I've learned how to balance and manage that. So I'm grateful for the experience. 
But I'm happy to be in alignment yeah. with what I'm called to do. I sure. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love you said you want to mm-hmm. observe, not absorb. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that is so important. I put that in my brain after you said right? <laughs> yeah. Observe, yeah. don't absorb. Mm-hmm. And I think I was talking in a previous episode about, you know, being a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, even touching people, I was absorbing oh, yeah. everything from, like, migraines to sciatica. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was just like, oh, my goodness, what is happening mm-hmm. to me? Is this normal? And I had to go to another healer to tell me, yes. you, know, you have to ground down. And yes. it was like this whole process you have to go through to yeah. be, to do that type of work mm-hmm. as an empath. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is not the work for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could do it in my relationships, but now I'm aware of what I'm doing and the yeah. tools that I need. But to do that as an occupation, yeah. it would drain me. Yes. And when I was doing, I remember I could only do the max people I could do a day was three. Yeah. You know, and that was done after that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's really important to know yourself and mm-hmm. know what your gifts and talents are and how to use them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of that, our own gifts and talents, but yeah. now let's go to community because I think the most important thing as a wellness entrepreneur is to know your community and right. who you want to serve. Mm-hmm. So was it hard for you to figure out your community? Is it something that's still challenging for you or where are you on that one? Yeah, that was tough for me because I feel like people would always say, find your niche, find, you know, funnel in. But I'm high energy, so I was always great with children. Mm-hmm. And then I was always great with teens as well. Now that I'm in my 40s, I am finding that I am gravitating towards women in that transitional stage. But because I love children, I'm like, I still want to dedicate time with them. So doing like the sound baths for children, doing yoga for children, things that keep me in both sides. But it was tough because I didn't want to put myself in a box. Mm-hmm. And what I learned is, as an entrepreneur, you can market a certain aspect and say, this is what I specialize, but it doesn't mean you don't work with other audiences. And that's something I wish someone would have explained early on. Mm. That way you still give yourself an option. I'm so glad you said that. I think so many people need to hear that, especially specifically marketing to and knowing your target market, your Mm -hmm. avatar, your ideal client is one thing, but it doesn't mean you can't do right. work with kids, do work with elderly, yes. have a nonprofit that yeah. you're giving to. So I love that you said that because I feel like when people are multi-passionate and enjoy serving different in different ways, yeah. there are ways to do it that are still in alignment of what can be very intentional right. when you talk about your ideal client, but also serving yes. whoever it is you want to serve in the way you want to serve them. Yeah. So I think that's going to bless a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. And then it lets you, you can even do volunteer work. And maybe not collect or make profit for certain things. Be like, this is what I'll do for the community that I love working with children in volunteer schools. But then for revenue generation, I'll do privates for adults, corporations, things of that. And just to spread it out. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, thank you. I will say for me, I had a hard time because I wanted to be so inclusive. I'm like... Mm-hmm always been a girl that is cool with the guys and when it, so I always wanted to kind of include the guys in but I realized that I'm a woman's woman so yeah. I wouldn't ever want to I would always be uh what's the word recommended like do this for women and I yeah. would want it to be for all because yeah. I'm like yeah. guys need the help too but right. when I look at my demographics and I looked at everything I'm like I have mostly women followers. Yeah, like I so huh? once I really just accepted that, that really, really helped that like I'm here to my main audience are women, their mothers, mm-hmm. uh, they're women that have gone through different transitions in their life and they're looking for hope. Like 
all the things that I've healed through, those are my, <laughs> yeah. that's my ministry right. that has helped tremendously. And so every single client I have, it's, it's funny to me in the back of my mind, because I'm like, oh, you want, that's why you went through that. Oh, that's yeah. why you healed through that. It's women that have dealt with depression, guilt, shame, uh, feeling small, shrinking themselves, things like that. And I feel now I'm beginning to transition a little bit to mothers like in families. So a lot of post and prenatal, uh, postpartum prenatal type of things and like family relationships. So I really feel like my audience is like this transgenerational experience. Mm-hmm. I can include the men in that way. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah. about the mom, the <laughs> yeah. mothers, but like bring your partner on in, like that type yeah. of thing. I yeah. can include them in that way. So that helps. I love that because yeah. I feel like when you have a big heart, you want to, you do want to help everyone. Everybody. We all do. Mm-hmm. But by helping women, you are helping everyone. Exactly. Because sure. everyone yeah. is affected yeah. um, by women. Cause that's what I had to tell myself. Cause mm-hmm. I like you is like, I want to help everybody. I, for a long time, had almost 50-50 when it comes to men and women mm, yeah. until I start realizing, like, I have to intentionally yeah. be very clear about who my market is. And then when I did that, it was like, okay, these are the people. And even in different parts of my business, when there's one thing on social and with different products, you might reach different people. Yeah. But still, my main audience is women yeah. and I had to go even further to say wellness entrepreneurs, yeah. you know, because I had to go, okay, well, what type of women, yeah. what are those women doing? What are they excited about? Yes. And the more I got clear on my ideal client, the more I could better serve her yeah. and find her and then put all these women in a community where we could That's thrive it. even more. Yes. So when you think about it, it's like you think oh i want to be more inclusive but it's like Mm -hmm. you could serve your people better Better, if you're actually more intentional about who it is you're serving and then you serve them well and that ripple effect of you serving them well actually impacts more people yeah and so knowing that is how what helped me like okay let me focus on this one woman yeah ebony and she is 40 and she has Two children, like I literally, you know, and she spends this much and she listens to Alicia. You know, I literally was like, I know my person, you know, and that was, that was hard because you'll want to pick, well, I have this girl and this girl. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the more you focus on that one woman, Mm -hmm. the more you can serve her, the more you serve her, the more impact you make in the world. And that really drove it home for me. And I overcome the fear attached with it. Cause I'll say when that's presented, you're like, but am I going to miss out? Mm-hmm. It's like, no. Right. Because then you'll keep attracting that. And then you can always say, and now starting next year, we're offering this for and pull a new category. Yeah. In. But yeah. I will say just especially for new entrepreneurs, it can be intimidating or scary yeah. to think about pulling it in because the first thought is, will I lose revenue? Right. You confirm like, no, mm-hmm. you won't yeah. lose revenue. But you have to keep being intentional at that point, like make everything align. Mm-hmm. So it's not like one minute I'm serving Ebony and then the next minute I'm serving this person. Like, yeah. Yeah. So they can see the consistency with that you. part. Because that mm-hmm. was hard for me because it's yeah. like in the beginning I was serving the people that asked me to serve them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus being intentional yeah. about who I was serving. It's just like, okay, well, people hired me for this and hire me for that. And, yeah. hire me and so th- this is who I serve. Like yeah. wherever I was hired, that's who I'm serving. Yeah. But that's the difference between what we were talking about in the beginning 
being a one woman show, yes. it was just me working wherever I was hired. Taking contracts, but being a yeah. CEO, I had to be intentional yeah. about my ideal client yeah. and who I wanted to serve. And that that was a hard shift for mm-hmm. me because I'm still working and paying bills. Yes, seriously. It's like, okay, like it it took me a long time. Like even after I knew the concept, it took me a long time to implement it because I was still trying to do it all. Yeah. You know, like, and even these days I still have to separate like, okay, that's a stream of income, which is completely different. And you're serving in that way. That's completely different than your business where you are clearly marketing towards your ideal client. Yeah. And I think those are important for us to talk about in community yeah. because they're completely different things, but they're both bringing revenue to the table, right. but they have to be looked at in different ways. Otherwise you get so confused yeah. about like, okay, what am I doing? What am I saying? Yeah. And where is my reach? Like, what am I saying to corporations? For instance, like my marketing for corporations is completely different than my marketing for my ideal client. Yeah. Like completely different. Yeah. Like, because I'm going in to serve your company and your community. Right. And then my ideal client, I'm going to serve you as an individual. And I think also that differentiation really was key into me serving both and serving both very well, but separately, not the same. So how do you determine, because this is still an area, like I do voiceover, Mm -hmm. but I don't promote it as much because I don't want the appearance of, well, I thought she was doing a yoga studio, but So how do you or have you done that to say, because I know we have a lot of common passions that we've done over the year and it's still good for you, even just for your personal mindset. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to mix it. Like right now, I'm like, I'm doing the studio. I haven't done any voiceover auditions. I'm not even looking at that, but Mm -hmm. I still want that for my own peace of mind, like Mm -hmm. that life. Work-life yeah. balance, passion, hobby. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that's what it's what you just said. Yeah. Like, we're allowed to have passions. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think that's one thing we feel like if we focus on one thing, we got to throw everything Every, in the trash. Yeah. But that's just not true. Now, you do have to make time for everything, right. and it has to be time and space for it. But to have a passion project, some yeah. people want a passion project and they don't want to think about money. Some people have passion projects that bring income. Yeah. And I think that's totally fine. You know, but if you bring it to your business, then that's where it gets hard. But like to have a passion project. And I think it's important for us to women to have passion projects, whether it's bringing the income or not. Right. Because sometimes we can get so stressed about the income. And is this making dollars and cents? Right. And we can lose sight of like our art or our singing. Singing is one thing I love doing. It's creative. It fills my soul. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I have to make time for it Mm -hmm. until I can make the time for it. I'm like, okay, I'm just thinking about, but that's one of my passions that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay to have those. But if you're spending four hours in the studio and you wonder why your business is not successful, you might have to think about, okay, I'm going to spend the weekend on the studio or maybe two times a week to still have passion time. But I have to spend most of these hours in my business to be successful. I have to spend most of my time where I want to make my income. Right. Right. I agree with that. And I I just kept hearing like multifaceted, like, yes. And it's showing (laughs) anyone that you're a multifaceted person. Like, you know what I mean? There is, I think, for me what I sense is like that fear of like being pigeonholed in a sense but also being distracted you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and it's just reminding yourself that you're a multifaceted woman and that empowers and inspires anyone so for me like I am a spiritual I feel like I say that I'm a healing artist period so I am working on an album I do act I have a show Journey of a Goddess like you know those things but they all it's not a part of my main business but it's part of what I do and so 
I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And that's the Aquarius in me too. And the Aries <laughs> rising, I'm nonconformist. Like you gonna yeah. get all of this. You gonna get yeah. Yeah. the entrepreneur. You gonna get the the mom, the yeah. milfy mommyana. <laughs> Uh, you know you gonna you gonna yeah. get the artist to create because that's who we are. You gonna get the yeah. warrior woman. So mm-hmm. right, that is a beautiful yes yeah, renaissance women exactly like, that so, part. Yeah, like, girl, get that voiceover going. Right, yeah. I know, yeah. and I, it's funny because I know that I can manage it all, but I'm still like okay, just pause. But even saying it this clearly is for a reason. I'm like, mm-hmm. don't restrict yourself because if yeah. you're restricting yourself. Even in fitness, wellness, coaching, your voice is being used. So yeah. it still blends. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, liberation, throat chakra, expression. Yeah. Yes. 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 That is so important. And that brings me to our next thing. Like As a wellness yeah. entrepreneur, I think the most important thing is scheduling. Yeah. Because yeah. we want to be fit. Mm-hmm. We want to look mm-hmm. good inside out. Yes. We want to serve our community. Mm-hmm. And we want to make time for our passions too. But yeah. we only have 24 hours in a day, just yes. like yeah. Beyonce. <laughs> you know? Okay, yes. so... You know, how has it been or how how tough has it been? I know yeah. for me, it's been tough, yeah. you know, to make room for all of it. And I don't always get it in. Yeah. Like for me, I have to prioritize mm-hmm. what's most important at, a yeah. time, mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And so me as a single woman, I know it's yeah. completely different because both of you are a mother, your mompreneurs. Yes. And so for as a single woman, like to schedule time in the gym, to schedule time with my man, to schedule yeah. Time on my work, yeah. time to create content, time to run my company. Yeah. It's a lot. And sleep a little bit. And sleep. <laughs> Try to get yeah. six to eight hours of sleep. Yeah. And so, you know, scheduling to me has been my life's blood. It's been my mm-hmm. lifesaver, like scheduling and then rescheduling and yes. just doing everything to get the things in that I'm passionate about and that I need to prioritize it. Yeah. You know, at the time. Yeah. So how has scheduling been for yeah. each of you? So for me, my older sister, shout out to Shakia. She um she always tells me, have your three non-negotiables. Like what are your three non-negotiables? And like you fit those in every day. So for me, like it's working. I have to do some type of form of working out, you know, eating well and honestly, re- uh, some form of relaxation. Like yeah. those are my like non-negotiables. Knowing my human design as a manifester, I don't have, I'm not like a go, go, go energy person. So when I rest, things really conspire. So I have to, Mm. if I find myself and I I do mine within a week. So I know at least three to four to five days in the week, there's some movement going on. At least some part of the, each day, there's some rest going on where I'm literally doing nothing. I'm just sitting, if it's looking at the TV, if it's looking at my phone, if it's not really scrolling, but whatever it is, it's just that type of rest. And then what was the other one I said? I kind of like lost it. I think, did I say all Rest, three? Oh, and then my food. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wait, that's eat. the favorite part. Like in me, it's I'm a fruitivore. Like I'm going to yeah. have me some fruit. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. have mango, watermelon, whatever. And it feels good. It's hydrating my, I know that it's going into like my organs and my, it's helping my chakras operate in alignment. So those are like my things that help me. So I make sure those are fit into the schedule and then everything else goes in. Like I know the days that I'm going to have my clients. I know the days that I have my co-parents. So I know the days I have my son and I work around. That's an obvious priority. So Mm -hmm. I'm able to work around when I have him, when he's in school and things like that. And so that helps me. And just having for me, like fluidity really, really helps. Like if everything Mm -hmm. is so like, this other than my non-negotiables then it would make me feel constricted Mm -hmm. so 
for me, scheduling is absolutely my non-negotiable. Yeah. Scheduling around the co-parenting thing. And honestly, mm-hmm. co-parenting really helped me so much because it's like I know I get a break from motherhood. <laughs> yeah. I can be the single woman at that yeah. time and kind of schedule in those ways. I love my baby, but having that break really lets yeah. me when he's around yeah. be full on mompreneur. Like it's yeah. like, he's right here. I'm right here. I got my laptop. He's like, you're in a meeting. He knows to like whisper, you know, if I'm yeah. in a meeting, things like that. So that's that so helps beautiful. me so much. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. What came through when you were talking was when I rest, I manifest. Absolutely. When I rest, I manifest. It's so true because yeah. the more that I rest, the more that I get my sleep, mm-hmm. yeah. the more I manifest because yeah, you, you feel calm. You yes. have the mental clarity. You have the alignment. Mm, oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about you scheduling? So it's funny. My sister is six years older than me mm-hmm. and she's always like top three. That's her. So when you said that, I'm like, yeah, on the alignment. Um, for me, I did something unique. I hired a personal trainer. Yeah. And everybody's like, Sinead, you've been training for years. Because I was not scheduling my own workouts. That and part. I was teaching, so I'm highly active, but I wasn't doing an intentional workout just for me yeah. and my body. So for three months, I hired a, a trainer that did not know me, but my friend owned the studio. It felt like I could be on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And that was so empowering yes. for me because up until now, when I was competing, it was like intense. Yeah. But after having my son, it was just like the back seat. So my activity was just that. So I would say for entrepreneurs, schedule wise, because you need to look the part, which is important to me. Mm-hmm. You need to look what you're teaching and body that mm-hmm. not just on the outside, but internally. Mm-hmm. That part. And then making sure you have it non-negotiable. Like I'll put in my schedule personal training session Montez. That's my middle name. Because if I would look at my calendar and a client's like, oh, can I do this time? I'm like, oh, I'm training. I would negotiate it. Mm -hmm. But if I look at myself like someone else, I wouldn't. So I would say for entrepreneurs, like you have to, because I would easily, and last but not least, I stopped doing 6 a.m.s. I was doing that for years. Anyone, especially in the fitness industry, that's like prime time. People want to go in before they Mm -hmm. went to work. I was teaching 12 classes a week post-pandemic, all live stream, 6 a.m. Last one was 8 a.m. People were East Coast, West Coast. I was wearing myself down. So I knew I was going to take a hit financially, Mm -hmm. but physically, y'all, I'm like, I'll get up, but not for an appointment. And if it's a special project, but it made such a difference, I just feel better. So that's been my scheduling. (laughs) Now, the time blocking is an area I need to improve on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've been told that would be... So making those lists of 12 things to do for the day and looking at how many hours do I have to accomplish that? Not realistic. Right. So let me do three. When am I going to do it? When mm-hmm. will I check email? When will I yes. mail yep. books? Yeah, I have to do that to really get me going yep. and to not feel discouraged. Because mm-hmm. if I make the list and then I don't really have the time to accomplish it, mm-hmm. I'll feel like, oh, yep. I didn't do it. So yeah. those are the scheduling keys yeah. for me. But hiring someone helped me keep my own fitness as a priority non-distracted and that was key i love everything you said about like hiring someone and getting that support that's what i love about even as a i'm a yoga instructor but even i would prefer to go to a yoga class or have i don't have to think about my workout so i love just showing up yes that is something so key and then another thing when you talked about even being like a mom one thing I learned was that some days I'm going to be an amazing entrepreneur. Some days I'm going to be an amazing mom. Yeah. And some days 
something's going to lag. And I'm like, I have to just be like, okay, this is what lacked today. And that's fine. Some days it's the laundry. Yeah. You know, some days it's this. Some <laughs> yeah. days it's like, okay, I'm hiring that, hiring, I'm hiring that cleaning yes. lady to come in once yep. a month. I'm like kind of calling in that support. Mm-hmm. And now living in Atlanta, it helps so much because I have like my sisters, my mother yeah. is here. Like, yeah. so that helps with the support too, yeah. with the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can do this and I know my son's good. Whereas when I lived yeah. in LA, yeah, you so, didn't have the yeah. same support system. No, so support systems help, too, with scheduling as mompreneurs, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And there are some days, if I'm just feeling depleted, mm-hmm. whatever I can move, I'll just have an all Sinead day. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't schedule as many in-person appointments anyway, just mm-hmm. because of that. But there's times where I give myself, I'm like, if you're not feeling, you can stay home today. And that's part of why I want to be an entrepreneur. You can't do it every day. But I give myself that because I'm no mm-hmm. good to anyone from yeah. doing Reiki, sound baths, all that. That's still yes. taking mm-hmm. energy or you're using energy. I have learned to cover and protect. Mm-hmm. So I'm not totally depleted. Yep. Yeah. But there's some days when I'm like, OK, yeah, mm-hmm. no one's going to see me today. Mm-hmm. Phone is on. Do not disturb. Sun is good. Mom is good. OK. <laughs> so I love it. Rest the manifest. Yeah, I love yes. it. Mm-hmm. Rest the manifest. Yes. Like, yeah, that shirt yep. is coming out. Yeah. But what's so important, I think, for me was like you said, like, I had to block the time. And I still have to, like, when I said, when I really thought about, like, how many days a week do I want to work? Yeah. And I was like, honestly, I want to work Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. When it comes to meetings, yeah. I don't want to take meetings outside of that. Now, do I occasionally take meetings? Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. But mostly my meetings are Tuesday through Thursday. Friday, no meetings, Monday. Yeah. I'm still working almost every day. When right. it comes to being a content creator, yeah. I'm taking pictures. I'm editing videos. I'm doing these things. But at least I have no standing meetings with outside yes. people or mm-hmm. team members. I get them done all Tuesday through Thursday. And it gives me so much freedom to yeah. travel. Mm-hmm. Because and I did my schedule because I yes. love to travel. I love to leave on Friday, come back on Monday, mm-hmm. and have a long weekend. Yep. So yes. I literally had to design my work and know mm-hmm. that no matter what I designed, it, I can make it work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we have to have that type of faith yeah. because I think it's hard. I think it's hard because like you say, you think about the bottom line, you think I'm going to yeah. lose that income, mm-hmm. but what are you going to gain Correct. when you give yourself peace the sleep, mind. the <laughs> peace, yep. the joy of being yes. able to do what I love. It makes me come out cup is full and I can give mm-hmm. for my overflow. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like I have more to give yeah. when I take care of myself. And even during those days in the morning, I don't start working until 11. Yeah. And just recently, I kept finding it hard to get my spiritual time and my fitness in mm-hmm. in the morning. I pushed it back to 12. And that was scary. But I was yeah. like, yeah, with a partner now, I yes. need more time. Yeah. Yeah. But still, when I do it, it's like, now you got more to give. You yes. got more to pour. So I think it's always looking at your schedule and, and seeing how you can pour into yourself more. Right. And the more you take care of yourself, the more you can take care of others. Yes. And I had to hire a trainer, too. And a yeah. lot of people, Koya, you, you teach yoga. You have a yoga school. You are a certified personal yeah. trainer. Why? Do you, um, I go to classes at the gym. I'm like, because for me, it's a ceremony. Yeah, Mm. It's like when I just wake up and I'm committed to going into this room where someone's already showing up, I don't prioritize other things. Cause Mm -hmm. like you said, when I see me, I'm like, okay, I can do this. Or if my partner sees me at home, oh, let's just cuddle. Right. You know? And it's like, no, let's go to the gym. We we're already scheduled to do this Mm -hmm. session. We do it every single morning. We have to show up. We're expected to be there. Right. And it's different. Or I had a trainer for about four or five months myself Mm -hmm. just to get me in the groove of like working out again because I kept putting myself last. Mm -hmm. No matter how much I knew better. Yeah. Still, 
I was still doing it. And sometimes it's just unconscious. Yeah, we we right. do it on autopilot. And we literally have to put things in place in our life to help us succeed. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we, we just go default. Our time. Yeah, yeah, to protect yeah. our time. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's also, I think for myself, I would feel like, oh, I shouldn't take this time out. Let me, I need to get this done. Let me get this done. And it was totally opposite of what I teach. Like, mm -hmm. I know that's not what I teach others. But when it came to me, I was not doing it. So it, even the other support was be a practitioner of your own word. Mm -hmm. right. And if you're telling your clients, make this time non-negotiable. Part of their contracts for me or other clients for um, trainers, like, if they miss the appointment, they can't get it back. Because right. I want to teach them the discipline. Mm -hmm. But then if I'm canceling my own workout for me, <laughs> you know, and it's just. So that really helped. And I yeah. will be going back to that trainer because I said, I want to keep it in cycles, like go yeah. through three months, then pause, go another three months just to have that accountability. And it sharpens your will, too, yeah. because you see someone else's training style, yeah. energy. And it's just like, OK, this is yeah. this is helpful all the way around. Yeah. I love this. I love this. Okay, so the last thing that we're going to talk about is entrepreneurship and relationships. We okay. know <laughs> that. It is, it's tough to juggle it all, like as yeah. a mom and, but in relationship, like that's the yeah. other thing. And it's like, for me, I feel like the relationship, you have to prioritize time for romance yeah. and time to be with your partner. And as an entrepreneur, it's like you counting every hour, yes. but if you don't pour into the relationship, it's going to fall flat. Yeah. So how have you all navigated, you know, where do you prioritize relationship? Yeah. Badger. I've been married to the business right now. Yeah, it's it's not good. And I literally had a conversation with my dad like three days ago. And he said, what are you doing just for you? And he was like, are you spending time with other people? And I was like, I'm ready now for a relationship. And part of it was I needed to do healing to be ready. And the other part is like, okay, business you're not really i'm not really married to my business right. yeah. it doesn't hug me at night mm. it doesn't kiss me in the morning and i miss that and i think that would balance out yeah. my business side because i was starting to use business as a distraction i can't do this because i have that yeah. so i have friends but i have no true romantic relationship right now and i don't even go out to meet people but i'm like if it's going to happen it's going to have to be organic mm -hmm. and it'll have to be someone who understands my field i do know i want someone who is also interested in wellness for their life yeah. they don't have to be in the wellness industry or spiritual healing but they have to want it because we won't be in alignment right and that's mm -hmm. that's what's important um a lot of my past like my son's father was in wellness as well we both used to teach at a school for personal trainers so that makes it easy yeah. and they get where you're going, your energy shift. But mm -hmm. now I'm like, okay, I want to be intentional because this is still a focus for me. So right. accepting applications. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I Interview love it. it. Uh, for me, it's been an interesting journey. So my son's dad and I, we were college sweethearts. So we have been separated, I think almost two years now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it was a lot of, I've done a lot of healing work and a lot of just navigating what life is like as a single mom or a co-parenting mom, moving to a new state, all the things. So as I have been in the dating world now as an entrepreneur, as a single mom, it's very interesting because everyone's like, you just feel so busy. Like, yeah, you know, it's like yeah. I have a schedule and it, I don't talk to you when my son's around. I'm not answering the phone. We're not FaceTiming and stuff when my child's around. <laughs> So that only gives you 
two to three days a week <laughs> or every other weekend. Yeah. So uh, it's been interesting, but I feel like it also helps to create the chase, you know? Yeah. So right now, it's just, it's interesting. I have the time and the space for it. I feel like some things have just recently come up for me that I realized I still had some residue mm -hmm. from my past relationship. The two guys that I have dated since um, we've been separated, they both were mirrors to show me some mm -hmm. father wounds that I had to mm -hmm. heal and some other and some relationship wounds I've had to heal. And I've since, thank God, I know how to do the work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to not yeah. hold on to it, know what's there, how to pull it up and get it out. So I feel that I'm in this really, really good open space. Yes. So um, I'm ready to balance it and obviously still keep my boundaries with my son. But yeah, I'm, I'm in this open space. So I'm not sure as far as to answer your question mm -hmm. before I was always told I seem busy. So mm -hmm. now I'm like, I'm gonna go out a little more. I'm gonna do that. And it's just weird because I feel like when I look at the some of the guys and stuff out here in Atlanta, they're like hookah guys and like, <laughs> you know, like um, lamb chops and mashed potatoes. And I just, <laughs> I don't know where my scene is. I don't know where my scene is. So I travel a lot. So I'm yeah. thinking I'll bump into my person traveling. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I love that. I think what you said, like you having that intentional time. Yeah. So for me, the key is creating intentional time, especially the date, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, because I was busy all the time. And that's yeah. always, that's a way to self-sabotage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you're always going to be busy as an entrepreneur. Right. You're yeah. busy when you wake up. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're busy before, until you go to bed. You're either yeah. doing a ritual or you're doing your work. Right. Right. Yeah. So you can, that can always be an excuse. But I literally had to intentionally date at least once a week mm -hmm. because I That's knew excellent. even in my relationship now we go on a date at least once a week. Yay. So for me, I first had to visualize yeah. what do I want my lifestyle to look like yeah. with my ideal partner? Mm -hmm. Same thing I did in my business. Yeah. I literally had to treat dating like a business. Yeah. I'm going to just be honest with you. I was like, okay, who's my ideal partner? Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. had to think about what are they doing? What are they listening to? Like I literally went down that yeah. journey when it came to romantic relationships, because I was success I'm successful in business. Yeah. I was not successful when it comes to love. And so I was like, okay, let me see if this is going to work yeah. in this other arena. And it did and it didn't, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like you create guidelines. But mm -hmm. one thing that I do that works for me is that I create guidelines, but I don't have to be strict with them. Yeah. Okay. So for me, a chapter in my book is there is freedom and discipline. So I yes. put a lot of discipline in my life, but similar mm -hmm. to you, Ashley, like I don't like being constricted, yeah. Yeah. but the discipline helps me be successful. It helps yeah. me be intentional. It helps me get really clear on what I want. So I created this map and this vision list Yay. of my ideal guy. And then I said, okay, well, I'm going to go on different dates mm -hmm. with different yeah. people every week and just practicing, yeah. right? And I was practicing like, okay, what do I like? What do I not like? So really dating helped me learn more about myself. It yeah. really wasn't about yeah. the other person. Yeah. You know, some aligned, some didn't, you know, yeah. here and there until I found my person. I was kind of learning myself and yeah, what I yeah. really, because you can, you know, romanticize what you yes. want, but you don't really know until you're in it. Yeah. yeah. And then a lot of the rules that I had, they went out the window when yeah. I actually like fell in love. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm breaking all my yeah, rules. Yeah, you yeah. know, and so I was like, what's happening? But I was falling in love. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I had to ask myself, okay, what are your non-negotiables? Right. What can you be flexible on? Mm -hmm. And what are like your hard no's and your, yeah. your yeses? And I had yeah. to get really clear and communicate that with my partner. Yeah. And so I think, 
being disciplined, but also being flexible is important. Mm -hmm. And I think, so I think intentionally dating has been my saving grace. And that was my saving grace and just really getting clear. And then when finding a partner, realize that some of those things, they're not going to be everything on the list. And what really helped me personally in relationship is like really clearing all the negativity. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much male bashing and woman bashing in the interwebs. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it was traumatizing me to be honest. And I had to really curate my feed and especially Mm -hmm. Instagram Mm because that's, I usually, I basically go down Instagram. Like I don't watch TV. I watch Instagram. I I do too. I was thinking that the other day. I'm like, I don't even turn the television on. Right. Yeah. Right. And I just love like keeping, and for a long time, I didn't use it in that way. I was just focused on my business, but I love now keeping up with my friends and family. And things like that. But now I'm just like, okay, I am very intentional about what I want. And then once I found my partner, I was like, okay, so this is what life looks like. When I look into the future, our futures align. What we want a lot. Our values. I think values are really important. And then some of the things that I thought were important weren't as important. I learned what I needed yeah. Actually, when I fell in love, because yeah. you have wants yeah. and you have needs, right. and when oh your needs God. start getting met, yeah. your wants are like, eh, eh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that is exactly what I feel like has happened with me and this, as with the past couple guys I've dated. It's everything I want, but I'm realizing some of the not necessarily things I need, especially with me being in this as a spiritual healer in the yeah. spiritual realm. I need someone that really is able to expand their consciousness and understand where I go and not feel like, oh, is this evil? Is this mystical? Is this, why are you a witch? Like, you know, this weird, like, you (laughs) know, so I realized that's something that I need. All those certain Mm -hmm. things that I wanted, it was like, oh, boom, boom, boom. Yes, yes, yes. But it's like, oh, okay. I need someone that really understands this realm like yeah. that really is not afraid of it that has mm-hmm. done their work yeah. you know what i mean so oh, i wrote 100%. down that you know i did create that what you talked about and it, it really really helps but i have to get over the once yeah and i'm so curious inside i feel my person like i feel him mm-hmm. so i know that it's coming i know that it's like the attraction is coming soon because it's like this magnet it feels yeah, yeah. And so I'm excited about someone that understands the realm, yeah. you know, because yeah. that's what ones, I didn't know I needed. Yeah. That's what I didn't know mm-hmm. I needed. And when I got, I was like, yeah. oh, this is highly yeah. important. The reason it is important, because someone who sees me and yeah. sees me as an evangelist and a spiritualist allows me to fully manifest yes. that part of myself, yeah. which is the trajectory that I'm going in. Yeah. And so when you have someone where you can't be your full self right. or yes. you, they looking at you side eyes or like, Ooh, they're everything. getting really quiet when you do certain yeah. things, <laughs> then it causes you to shut down a little bit yep. mm-hmm. and you don't mm-hmm. realize you're shutting yourself down. So yeah. when you're in, I noticed my nervous system would go off. Yo, yeah. When I tell you my nervous system, when I was going on dates mm-hmm. was so sensitive, it would start like, I remember I was dating and I'd have to go take Epsom salt baths yep. to like mm-hmm. clear the mm-hmm. energy. And yeah. so when I did meet my partner, I was like, Ooh, this feels good to my nervous system. Yeah. It really, for me, you know, especially being empathic, that's how I knew but then there were other things I was like, but what about these things? Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
those don't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, oh, they yeah. Because now I'm feeling safe. Mm-hmm. Now I'm feeling like I can expand. I'm feeling seen. Yeah. I'm feeling heard. I'm feeling like this person can hold space for me. Mm-hmm. And so, and then the other That's things beautiful. you, you realize like, oh, now I know what, so that when I say, I realized more what I needed when I fell in love. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like when you feel it, you're like, oh, no, this is what I needed because I'm feeling yeah. it. A lot of us, we don't know what we need because no. we've never felt it before. Yeah. And then when we start, we're just listening to the world <laughs> telling us yeah. what we need. Yeah. And then when you feel it, like, oh, totally that's different. what I needed. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know if you're having an orgasm or not until you when have you it. When you said that, <laughs> I was totally thinking, <laughs> right? my mind totally went there. Oh, I was like, when I finally did, I was like, oh. And then you're like, oh. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's like. Yeah. I guess I was faking it all those other times. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. I was wanting it. Yeah. But then it hits and you're like, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah. And you yeah. never forget it. And yeah. you and then then you're always wanting it. Right. right? right. Like so, nothing mm-hmm. else can replace it. And you start going with the familiar. Mm-hmm. And the familiar is easy. But yeah. like you say, even that fear and even liking it, likening it to that climatic point, yeah. that first feeling, because it was so new, it was almost scary, but you're like this is it. This is it. And you, you don't, you surrender to it. So I'm definitely at a better point last year this time. I was not interested in starting a relationship. Now I've gone mm-hmm. on one day. Yeah. One true official. Okay. Yeah. We count now. So yeah. look, look yeah. I'm, I, I'll give y'all yeah. an update I love then. It. It's like yeah. feeling safe. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's you're so grounded good. and that mm-hmm. someone will protect mm-hmm you as well that's yeah. something that's yeah. important to me so. i'm excited yeah. for you i feel like it's just like everything like making the room mm-hmm. right making room yeah. for things and i feel that yeah. i really cleared out and we even talked uh yeah. recently about just things that i've cleared and purged and yeah. i'm like okay now i can fully receive yeah yeah because i have cleared out all the gunk <laughs> and the junk and all the things so yeah. i'm really excited and yeah i know that it's like I can feel it. So I'm just yeah. excited for it Ashe. to show up. Ashe. Ashe. And I think having sisterhood and support is important. I know mm-hmm. Ashley, she was holding space for me when I was going yeah. through the fear. Cause mm-hmm. you mentioned something. It's just like, once you climax, you're afraid. You're yeah. like, Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And so that happened to me when I felt, I was yeah. like, Oh my goodness. And I was, yeah. I was trying to run away. I was like, yes. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. I don't know. And to have sisterhood and to have healers that you're working with yeah. to help you get through your fear, yeah. especially you're doing something you haven't done in a while. Right. I think that's so important because we're all healing and to have a partner that will allow you to heal and yeah. don't yeah. think you should be perfect. Right. I mean, because I see some of these conversations, it's like, Insane. you want this person to be a Barbie. <laughs> a- okay. They want an AI. Yeah. They want you want AI. You want a little yeah. And the same thing for us and men. I mm-hmm. saw it on both sides. Like yeah. sometimes we want men to be AI, and then yeah, yeah like they're humans. They have emotions. Yeah. Like they have you know feelings too. And that's yeah. one thing I saw myself naturally yeah. wanting to cater to his every need. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't even cooking for myself, and all of a sudden I started cooking dinner every day, yeah. <laughs> and just you know doing things. Yeah. And it's like you'll fall into that. Once you start feeling what, safe and yes, what you need to feel, it's just like you the go into that thing. nurturing role. And I was allowed, yeah. it allowed me to step into my femininity because I use a lot of masculine energy in yeah. my work and serving and with my yeah. team. Mm-hmm. So feeling that safety and feeling cared for in that way yeah. allowed me to soften. Yes. It allowed me to be taken care of, yes. you know? And yeah. so I think that's also important for us as yes. entrepreneurs to be able to fall into our femininity. Mm-hmm. 
and feel safe and not judge yes when you need yes, to yes. take the hat off but yes. you don't want to feel like okay i'm doing all this for the community and then the relationship I also got to be like this perfect, yes. almost like, yes. you know, ideal version. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, you know, make mistakes yeah. and I want to be able to be messy and still yeah. be loved. Yeah. And that's also the thing I didn't know I needed. Like, yeah. I mean, I yeah. literally let my partner have it all. It's like mm-hmm. on day two. And I told him every mistake I ever yeah. made. And like, I was just like, I want you to love all of me. And I yeah. never done that before, but it felt so freeing. And he was like, Wow. <laughs> okay. He's like, That's well, I take all of that. You know, yeah. I was like, good. And but it was me choosing to do that. And yeah. I think it's really hard to do as women because we do want to put our best foot forward. And yeah. people say put the representative. You're not trying to put a representative. Yeah. You're trying to put your best foot forward. Right. But at the same time, you think, well, I don't want to scare the person off by telling yeah, them like, you know, yeah. I help yeah. people heal and this is how we do yeah. it. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it can be so tough, but I think when people know the real you, yeah. that's the only way they can love, love the yeah. real you. Yeah. Yeah. They can't yeah. love the real you if they don't. Know. And that is truly like as an entrepreneur, as a spiritualpreneur, as a mompreneur, that is, I've like felt like I've, oh, well, I have these parts of me that I want to keep safe and protected. Like, yeah. you know, but it's, I'm at a point now where I'm like, I am a mom. Yeah. I am a spiritual healer. I'm a spiritual philanthropist. Like, yeah, the tongues will be spoken. Yeah. We'll be speaking in tongues. We'll be casting demons out. We'll be doing all those things. Like, and (laughs) this is just who it is, what it is. Like, and the right, you know, with with none of that being here, the right person will be, I can attract that. Whereas before, not even only in relationship, but in business and certain things, I kept, I um, shied away or I had certain things kind of like tucked to the side where I might have been praying, but praying kind of like whispering. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. now it's like, oh, you're going to get, you know, it's this expanded version of me. And yeah. I've seen with my business how things have attracted, have elevated just with me showing my full self in, mm-hmm. um, in my business. So I'm already knowing yeah. in my mm-hmm. personal life, it's the same exact thing. So I'm like, I remember. I had this aha moment when I was just in LA and it was just like, I'm calling all my power back to me. Every (laughs) single moment, every little crevice, I'm calling it back from every relationship, every moment that I've shrunk myself, every experience from middle school, high school, whatever. Like I'm calling all my power back to me and I am no longer shrinking. I'm no longer going to be afraid of my power because I am a powerful ass woman like you (laughs) feel me before i speak and that's okay Mm -hmm. and the right person won't be shaken shook they won't be shooken by it they'll be like a planted tree yeah they won't be like yeah because i was looking for you (laughs) i was looking for you i manifested you into my life and i was like i need a powerful healing sister that is not afraid to be all that she is because i need support in pulling Mm -hmm. that out of myself and i'm scared yeah yeah and i had to be honest mm-hmm. about my fear yeah and i then had to find people that were being fearless so you yeah. being fearless it helps me be fearless we help other women be fearless yes. and and that's how it works to have yeah. that's how community works we don't have to do it alone yeah. right and so i say to you said i'm gonna be me and attract the right people mm-hmm. yeah. romantic and friendship because mm-hmm. there's some people there's a man looking yeah. for a woman maybe, yeah. that is speaking the truth mm-hmm. and is doing this healing work mm-hmm. because 
it's rare yeah. for us to really embrace all sides of ourselves yes. unapologetically yeah. and allow ourselves to fully shine. So thank you yeah. for yes. doing the work. I love you. Yeah. Thank both yeah. of you for doing the work. Thank <laughs> yes. you for being yes. here. Yes. We could go on for a whole other hour. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I truly want to. This is just so <laughs> juicy and so good. Yes. And so I guess I will end with just from each of you, if you had a message to your 14-year-old self, mm. what would it be? 14-year-old mm-hmm. Shanae, I would say extra is extraordinary. Be extra. Mm. Be all of you. Be your full energetic self, and you will love you. Yeah. Shay. Shay. 14-year-old Ashley, I would say that you are the cat's meow. you are who you are you always were and you still have time to be express yourself show it all be vulnerable be open and you are going to be dynamic so don't let anything that anyone has ever said stop you it's just that they can see the greatness in you and it just it frightens them a little bit and that's okay Mm -hmm. be you Mm. Well, I guess I have to answer my own question. 14-year-old Koya, you are beautiful. You are brilliant. You are exceptional. Never be afraid to allow all of you to fully express. Don't be afraid to be you. Mm -hmm. The world needs exactly who you are. Fully express. Surround yourself with people that celebrate you, your uniqueness, your quirks, your successes, and your failures. Surround yourself with people that gas you up <laughs> and people that love and adore you. Be you. This was so good. This was so good. Yeah. Nice series. Yeah. I think this episode definitely blessed some lives and Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, love yourself, love others, and love the world. One day at a time, one breath at a time. Peace and love. Peace. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Lifestyle Design Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback fuels our mission to empower you with the tools you need to heal, build, and thrive. Keep embracing change, challenge, and the limitless potential within you. 